Hi, my name is Leo Fernandez, and you listen to the First Team Podcast. With your host, John Frashante. We are here with Theo from Total NASL, who covers the Ottawa Fury. How are you today, Theo? I'm doing great. How are you, John? I'm doing good, thanks. So let's get talking about the final, the championship final this Sunday at Hofstra. The New York Cosmos are taking on the Ottawa Fury, your wonderful team. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the re- result last time in the fall season, the 4-1 to defeat for the New York Cosmos. Is the team different from that past result? Uh, not very much, no. Uh, what you saw in that game was uh, Tommy Heineman, Paolo Jr., Sinisa Ubi-Pyrkovic really hurt your club. Uh, those three players will be in the team. Um, and obviously our defense is uh, solid uh, all the way going back to May. Uh, and it's it hasn't changed at all uh, in, in since then. So... You're going to be seeing pretty much the same team as you saw on that fateful Tuesday night at Hofstra. That was uh, a result that I want to forget, but I can forget just because we're playing on a Hofstra once again. We're, we're playing the Fury once again, and uh, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Uh, but I yeah. just don't think it will just because Raul and Marco Senna are, are playing their last professional match. And I just don't think they're going to go out that way of just losing big time at home against the Fury. Uh, I just don't think that that will happen. But talking a bit more about our opponent, the Fury, can you talk a bit more about losing Julian de Guzman and uh, what that means for the club? Well, Julian de Guzman is, uh, is a player who is our biggest name signing that we've ever had. He's a captain for the uh, Canadian men's national team, uh, which is going to play in Vancouver on Friday night, uh, taking on our hated, hated rival, Honduras. Uh, So he's off to go there. And then after that, they travel to El Salvador for a second uh, qualifying match. So he's out. He's played his last game for the Fury this season, uh, maybe in history. Who knows? And, uh, it's going to be it's not the disaster that it that I'm making it out to be in that in that introduction of him uh, he has a replacement that's that's ready made for him a young portuguese canadian his name is Mauro Ayustakiu and he is dynamite he's uh, same position as de guzman pretty much defensive midfielder creator kind of and uh, he was on canada's uh, olympic qualifying team recently in October, uh, the under-23 team. And he's played a lot of matches this season uh, for the Fury, 
because de Guzman uh, is 34 years old uh, and he has been injured, he went to the Gold Cup for Canada. So this won't be a, a new experience for Mauro. He's he's ready. He's ready for the for the, for the bright lights of of New York for this final. Mark Dos Santos. This is his last match coaching the Fury. A uh, couple fold question here. Uh, what are your thoughts on his impact with the club? Uh, is it a success so far since he is your first coach? Wow. Well, obviously it's a success. It's. It's the Fury have have accomplished something that no one would have predicted before the season, and he says it himself. Like they, it surprised him to be in uh, the driver's seat for so long in the standings, uh, winning the fall season, uh, right, being tied right with the Cosmos for the combined table. It came out came uh, out to be a tiebreaker that determined that, and um, so it, it is a surprise. And it's a success. It's a huge success. He's the architect of a team that has a uh, salary, um, a total salary in the bottom three or four of the league. He has assembled this team uh, from from a blank sheet of paper in July of 2013 when he was announced as the, the first head coach of this the Fury, and he has built a champion like uh, the fall season champion for this year. And he's hoping to go out a champion for the uh, soccer bowl. So yeah, of course it's a success. We are sad to see him leave. uh, But also there's a feeling of pride that he's going to go on and do something in another league. uh, That's a step up for him. So hopefully that's a step up for him. And uh, we are, we're looking forward to cheering him on because uh, there's no feeling here in Ottawa of betrayal or anything like that. It's it's a professional decision. Uh, he gave us everything he had for, for three years, uh, the two seasons, but also a year of preparation mm-hmm. for for the first season. You can ask anything more. Uh, we'll, we'll miss him. And as as journalists and reporters, we will miss his – he's a quote factory – he, you can just, you ask him a question and he goes off for 10 minutes and he'll give you gems. Uh, we know for sure that whoever replaces him will not be, uh, be that good with the media. It, it's impossible. He's the best. So that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Talking about the next manager, uh, who do you think it would be? Do you have any names or who would you like to see uh, take over the helm of the Fury? Well, it's going to be uh, most likely, I'd say 90% sure, uh, somebody from the club, uh, an assistant coach. Um, it'll be either Martin Nash, who is the current assistant coach, uh, or Mark's brother, um, Philip Dos Santos, who's in charge of the academy right now. Those are the two that I could see being, uh, being promoted to the full coaching, uh, the head coaching job. Um, the, really, those are the two candidates that are, are most usually mentioned. There's been no other talk of, of anyone else. But to be honest, there hasn't been all that much talk. Uh, that talk, that kind of talk has been shut down at every turn by the club. Uh, they want to focus on, they have been wanting to focus on the present season and the present postseason the whole way through. Um on Sunday, that uh, moratorium ends, 
and we will be able to get some answers, hopefully, as to who the next coach of the Fury is. I'm hoping for after the match, talk to Mark Dos Santos and see where he's going, see uh, what he's going to be up to next season. I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, what is the style of play of the Fury and the philosophy of Mark Dos Santos? They play um, a 4-3-3 wide. Uh, they have played that uh, all year. Uh, they rarely they rarely stray from that shape. They have a philosophy of um, the the entire team being on the same page. There is no individual who has the uh, the license to run around and, and do whatever he wants uh, at like a true number ten. They have a shape. They are disciplined. They keep their shape both going forward and defending. They have uh, they have very specific instructions what to do in what situations and they keep to that the people ask us uh people who have followed the team from the beginning why now what has happened why are they so good all of a sudden well it took that long to teach to for those for those notions to become ingrained in the players minds uh as a whole and so when a situation happens on the field let's say it's a turnover the entire team knows Boom, we've turned it over. This is what we do. And there's no question of who's going to be in what position. They all assume the proper position and they defend in that manner. Um, so it's very, very, it's a tough team to break down. And going forward, they have the same type of, of instructions um, to follow. So it's, uh, it's a challenge, as we've seen for any team to, to play them. Do you think the team is going to lose that next season without Mark Dos Santos? Well, that's the whole thing, right? It's Mark Dos Santos told me uh, earlier this season, before actually just a few days before he announced he was leaving, uh, he, he announced, he, he told me that he wanted his legacy to be uh, a blueprint for the team, what he calls the model of play. And it's a document that he put together uh, with all of these notions I just talked about. Um, and this is something that he wants, that he's, he's told management here, you can replace your coach, but don't replace the style. Go get a coach who fits this style. So that way the transition is easier. The players know what they have to do, and losing a coach doesn't matter in the big picture uh, so much because the strength, and this is a quote directly from him, he says, the strength resides in the club rather than the manager when you have a club philosophy and he's big on identity and philosophy being uh being at a club he says that what you see in many uh clubs in nasl is or mls even he says is the lack of identity the lack of of philosophy once you have that and once your players buy into it he says you've got it made the clubs in the in the driver's seat some NASL awards were announced today. Uh, the Fury were crowned F- Fair Player Award. That's what they received. Also, Paisier has received the uh, Golden Glove as well. So uh, do you think that's a boost of confidence for this final match? No, <laughs> I don't. Uh, they have been consistent throughout the year about not talking about individual awards. Uh, Colin Falvey, for example, our center back, our Irish center back, 
has won it on, a, on multiple occasions. And when he's been asked about it, <laughs> his response is classic, actually. He goes, uh, I remember this one time uh, after a training session, we asked him about it, and he said, nah, he said, uh, I look at those awards and I see the other people on those on that team and uh, I don't know who's picking these awards. I've had weeks where I should have been in and I wasn't. This week, this last week, I probably shouldn't have been in it. I don't know who picks these. It's not it's not important. And I know for a fact that uh, at one point, there's a Fury player who, who did win the award for Player of the Week or, or what? Yeah, it was Player of the Week. And he mentioned it in the clubhouse or in the locker room, and the other players shouted him down. You don't talk about individual awards on this team. They're not important to the team. That's that's one of the things that makes them strong is that they believe in the team mantra, the team philosophy, and uh, they, they're not they're not focused on these individual awards. Now, that's a lot of that's a lot of PR. I mean, that's something that you say. Uh, I'm sure that deep down inside, these players are are honored to be chosen in these awards, and I'm sure that it pleases Paisaire. One of the things that he told me. Uh, in an interview I did with him uh, in French, uh, if any of you speak French, you can go see lefouteur.com. Uh, is an interview, a long interview I did with Paisaire. And in it, he said he, he one of the things that he mm-hmm. he bragged about, if you will, is winning Player of the Year in the Portuguese League, play, uh, Player of the Year in France's League too. So obviously it, 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 it pleases them to win these awards. They just don't talk about it and they don't, let it go to their heads for sure. That I can I can confirm with you. So no, I don't think these awards matter. I mean, the Fair Play Award, when we asked uh, Dos Santos this morning about uh, winning the Fair Play Award, he kind of laughed it off. He says, usually the Fair Play Award goes to a team that's not in the top teams, right? The team in the bottom table gets the Fair Play Award. And he says, the, but he did say that, like, it shows you the discipline of this team to be able to play with such intensity but not get booked uh, left and right. It's it's uh, it's an intensity that's controlled. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's what they had to say about the awards. Can you talk about the Fury's attendance over the year? Uh, I knew it was up and down, but for the semifinal at TD Place, uh, it, it was a great number, and I know it was a great atmosphere as well. Well, it wasn't up and down necessarily. It was more of an up, a slow crawl upwards. Uh, and that's good. We'll take that. It's, uh, it's, it's starting the season. And you have to remember that fall, the spring season in Ottawa is cold, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's chilly. So they started out at about 4,000, 4,500. And then that slowly became 5,000 and then 55 to the point where they had a, a really good match in uh, August against Minnesota, uh, which they advertised really strongly. They went all out on the media, uh, and they got 7,000. And so that was good. And then it, it kept being around 6,000. I'd say 6,000 was the average this season. And like you said, the semifinal, we had uh, 9,300, uh, the biggest uh, crowd in NASL playoff history, actually. So... That's uh, that's where we're at. I figure that next year we will see an average of 7,000. This is just the type of thing that happens in Ottawa. Things build slowly. Uh, but the upward trajectory is a good one. 
And what is your match predictions for this Sunday? Oh, John. You know I don't like match predictions. Um, I'm going to try to get it out of you. I haven't. You know what? I I haven't given it much thought, to be honest. I'm still uh, thinking a lot about Sunday's match because that was so intense. But, wow. Did you still get I, over the <laughs> win on Saturday? I mean, on Sunday? Am I over it? No. It's, uh, if I was lucky to be there, it was so good. Um, extra time win, just the intensity, like I just mentioned, was just off, off the hook. The crowd was totally into it. Um, it's going to take me a while to, to get over that one, but I have to, because I, I'm traveling to New York on Friday and, and, uh, I, I have to, you know, switch gears. I have to get into final mode because man, we're in a championship final. That's great. So, okay. To answer your question, finally, after dodging it for as long as I have, I am going to say that the Ottawa Fury is going to defeat the New York Cosmos and it's going to be, wait for it, a high-scoring game. Oh, no. Three to two. That's a very fair result. Uh, hopefully, it does go back and forth because the match last Saturday, it wasn't that intense like Minnesota and the Fury. But, again, it it is going to be that intense just because it is a final uh, and it is a great match. So, I'm hoping for a great turnout at a Hofstra Short Stadium uh, and uh, – you told me before off the air that we may be expecting some Fury supporters. Yep. The Fury, the club has organized a bus uh, for Fury supporters. Uh, it's $50 for a, a day trip. Basically they're leaving in the morning. They're coming back that night after the match and you get your ticket to the game and uh, you're, tra- you're, um, you're traveling your, um, your bus ticket. So 50 bucks. I mean, you can't go wrong so far. I think it's going to be one bus, so you should expect about 50 Fury supporters, uh, unless this thing snowballs, and this tends to happen in Ottawa, as you saw for the semifinal. Um, In the middle of the week of the semifinal, there was 4,000 tickets sold. They ended up with 9,300, so you never know. Maybe there'll be more than one bus. Hopefully they do. Hopefully uh, fans want to uh, travel for this. I would have to think that the Cosmos do have a limit on away supporter tickets. So uh, I don't know what that limit is because for NYCFC, it was a thousand tickets for away supporters. So I I don't know if you guys can draw that much, but I don't (laughs) know what the Cosmos limit is for the away supporters, especially for a final. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. And don't expect a thousand people because that's just not going to happen. You're going to see a maximum of a hundred people. And again, that's a good turnout to oh, a final match. Yeah, I mean, let, let's not let's not minimize that. That's a big travel day for people. It's it's a six and a half hour for a bus, probably even more, probably more like seven and a half hours uh, from Ottawa to New York to Hofstra. Seven and a half, eight and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, two ways on the same day. So it's crazy. It's, and it's the next day's a work day. So it's, yeah, it's, it, if you get a hundred people, that's amazing. If you get 50, it's great, but it looks like it's going to be at least 50. 
So uh, once again, thanks to you for coming on, and we'll see you in uh, New York at Hofstra. Hey, it's my pleasure to be on, and uh, hello to New York, and uh, I'm coming. <laughs> we'll see you uh, at Hofstra on Sunday. All right, sounds good. I came here with nothing. I came here with nothing. And they say I'm way too aggressive. They say I'm way too aggressive. My clique is way too aggressive. My lifestyle is way too aggressive. I came here with.